doing a series on life as a road trip. And uh, we came to this series based on the teachings of Jesus Christ, not the opinions or the philosophies or the notions of any man, but right from Jesus Christ himself, who is the Son of God, and as the evangelist John tells us, is none other than the very Word of God. And so we listen to what Jesus has to say to learn what it means to, to please God and how to live in this life. Life is a road trip. Back in 1973, the U.S. military developed a technology that helped to, to locate a person any place on the globe. You could be in the middle of a jungle, and if you had this technology, you could find your way to the nearest civilization. And it's, of course, called, uh, what do you call it? GPS. And it means the Global Positioning System, right? Now, in Manitoba, you don't really need one of these, but you definitely need one if you are in a more populated place like New York or the southern states. But it, this... This military technology basically uses uh, 24 satellites and with, with, uh, with at least four signals, satellites can, can find where you are and, and then tell you the time of the day. It can tell you your longitude and your latitude and tell you exactly where you are on the planet. Absolutely uh, amazing. And if you've ever used a GPS, you know uh, just how amazing that can be. What it did, basically, is it helped people find their way. And it helped them uh, uh, find their uh, position. If they were lost, they, they were given directions with that little, little machine. In 1994, the military no longer held the sole use of the GPS system. GM, in one of their vehicles, it was, it was the Oldsmobile, came up with a global positioning system in the vehicle, and that was a, it was a huge expense in the car. Uh, and a citizen, an average citizen, could actually go out and buy one if you had a, an extra $1,500 to $2,000 knocked around. You didn't know what to do with You could go buy yourself a GPS. Um, but in the year 2000, it became very accessible to, to anybody. And so for under $200, you could get yourself one of these these neat little machines called a GPS. Now, I uh, first got this uh, for Jesse. This is actually Jesse's. I, uh, I don't know if I asked to, to use it. I think I just took it. Sorry, Jess. I got it. But since I bought it for him, I figure I can, <laughs> I can take it if I need it. I bought it for Jesse because when he was working for my brother, uh, he uh, had to deliver parts around the city, and so every... Every half hour or so, I may be exaggerating a bit here, son, he'd give me a call and say, Dad, where's Waverly? Uh, where's, uh, where's Century? Uh, where's uh, Stafford? Where? And it was, it was quite often. So um, I didn't want to be his personal GPS anymore. And so I bought him one of these. And all you have to do is you have to enter in the coordinates where you are, and then you have to say where you want to go. Plain and simple as that. And you turn it on. Click the switch, plug it into your lighter, 
and away it goes. It'll tell you exactly how to get to your destination. I want to tell you this this morning. This relatively new technology uh, has been around for, for many years. It's been around for 2,000 years, in fact. Christians have had access to this technology, and uh, it's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has been sent by Jesus Christ to help you, wherever you are in this life, to get onto the right road that will lead to eternal life. My question to you this morning is this, is are you open to and are you listening for the voice of the Holy Spirit? Jesus said this in John 16, verse 3, but when the Spirit comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. Exactly what a GPS does. Listen to me this morning. If you have given your heart to Jesus Christ, and he is your Lord and Savior, you would say, I'm a believer today. Then the thing that should mark you is that you are led by the Holy Spirit. Look what it says in this scripture verse this morning. And if you would just read that with me. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Maybe read that one more time. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Now remember, Jesus said that life is a road trip and that all of us are either on one road or the other. There's what Jesus calls the wide road, and the wide road leads to what? Destruction. And the narrow road leads to what? Life or eternal life. At the end of that little passage, in Matthew chapter 7, verses 13 and 14, Jesus says this, But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, listen to this, and only a few find it. Can I say it again? And only a few find it. Now, I wish there was some way that I could skirt around that, because as soon as I read that, uh, I hear myself sounding very exclusive and very narrow and intolerant. But the fact of the matter is, as Jesus said, only a few find that narrow road. These are ominous words. I was uh, traveling in Atlanta a few years ago. I took, took Jesse's... Um, GPS, which I bought for him, but I took it and used it on my trip. And he did give me permission. And uh, I thought, I better bring it along with me just in case. Now, if you've ever traveled in Canada, you know that probably the widest highway at any place in this country will maybe, maybe be six lanes, seven, eight, maybe in short little places. When you go down to the southern states, you're getting up to 14 16, 18 lanes of highway with all kinds of exits, all kinds of signs. 
We're talking about a densely populated part of the United States. And if you're going through Texas, up to 20 lanes of highway. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. You really need a GPS. You really, really need help. You need guidance big time. Well, guess what? So it is with this life. If you Google world religions, you'll find that they say that there are at least 20 major world religions, not including this, some 30,000 different branches of Christianity. 30,000. And on top of that, a multitude of different philosophies and paths, notions, ideas. And so we're talking, folks, about tens of thousands of different ways. How do you get the right way? How do you make sure that you're on the right track, the right trail, the right path? How do you know you're getting it right? How do you know that your way is the right way? Well, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Jesus, unlike any other religious leader in history, is saying, follow me. I'm going to lead you in the way that you need to go. And so it is this morning. If you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you didn't figure this out all on your own. You didn't figure out how to get on that narrow road and how to travel that narrow road and stay on that narrow road all on your own. What you were given was the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. And I want to ask you this morning, are you being led by the Holy Spirit? Are you being Spirit-led? Day by day, hour by hour, moment by moment. Friends, this is what Christianity is all about. This is the thrilling part of Christianity. It's not just that you came and you said a prayer and you said, Jesus, come into my heart. Oh, good, now I'm going to heaven and now I can get on with my life. No. If that's your understanding of Christianity, then you probably haven't ever read your Bible. Because here's what I discover when I read my Bible, is that those who put their faith in Jesus Christ understand But that's the beginning of obeying Jesus and doing what he says. And Jesus says this, if you love me, you will obey my commands. If you're going to get this life right, if you're going to stay on that narrow road, if you're going to arrive at your destination, and there's nothing more frustrating than setting out on a trip and not arriving at your destination. And it's happened to me because I didn't know my way. If you're going to arrive at your destination, my friends, you need the help of God. You need the leading of the Holy Spirit in your life. And I can tell you this, that all who are following Jesus, all who are open to God's leading, will experience and know daily promptings, moment-by-moment promptings, so that you get it right. I was at Superstore one day. And uh, I, I, I'm, uh, 
in the aisle where all the where all the freezers are, and all of a sudden this woman comes up behind me and just bashes me with her cart. Now, has anybody ever been hit behind by a cart? Everybody knows what it feels like to have the cart catch your heels? It makes you want to cry or hurt somebody in return. <laughs> and as your pastor, uh, I struggle the same way. And I just wanted to turn around and just blast that person, whoever it was. And as soon as I spun around, I felt the check in my spirit, reminding me, Alan, you're a Christian. Anybody here ever need to be reminded that you're a Christian? Yeah. And I turned around, and uh, rather than yelling at the lady, I said, ouch. And... Uh, she started to cry. She was having a hard day. Right there, Superstore. I had the, chance, I had the, I had the choice of either not, leading, not being led or, or not following the leading of the Holy Spirit or leading the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And right there I was able to comfort that lady, give her some words of encouragement. I was able to be Jesus to her. Folks, I'm going to tell you something. This is not something, this should never be the exception. This should be your daily experience in walking with Jesus. Moment by moment, day by day. All who are led by the Spirit, the Bible says, are children of God. And everyone who is born again, listen to this, are born of the Spirit. The Bible, Jesus says in, in John chapter 3, that flesh gives birth to flesh, but the Spirit gives birth to spirit. Now listen to me. By the very nature of who you are as a believer, you are a spiritual being. You have come alive spiritually. And so therefore, you need to be led spiritually. You need to know the promptings and the movings of the Holy Spirit in your heart and mind. This is the exciting part of Christianity. This is the thrilling part of it. So many of us have reduced Christianity to to drudgery, to a list of do's and don'ts, a list of commandments, a list of don't do this and don't do that and don't go here and don't go there and don't be this and don't be that. And God's saying, you're only getting half the equation here. There's so much more. There's so much more that God wants you to do and wants you to be. The mark of the believer is that he or she is led by the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit is the one who helps you find that narrow road because you can't find it on your own. And Jesus said, only if you find it. He helps you find that narrow road. And listen to this. And then he helps you stay on that narrow road. And he helps you enjoy that narrow road. Pastors, I think, have really done a disservice because they either speak of Christianity in very... Uh, morose and somber, sober terms, and they forget about the joy 
of taking that narrow road that leads to eternity. Let me tell you this morning, if you're not enjoying your Christian walk, and if you're not experiencing the Holy Spirit speaking to you, then I'm going to tell you this. You are living a one-dimensional Christian life. There's so much more that God has for you. The mark of the believer is that he is or she is led by God. Now, I've got I to just confirm something that every one of you is thinking and feeling here this morning. You're saying, Pastor, this business of walking the narrow road is hard. Absolutely. But I'm going to tell you this. Every one of us will struggle. And, and, and the Apostle Paul, who's writing a letter to the Christians in, in Rome, understands that. Look, at, look what he says here. And maybe you could read that with me. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. The question I have for you this morning is this. Do you have peace right here and right now? Are you in a, living in a cloud of confusion? Are you feel, living in a cloud of fear, anxiety? Perhaps it's because you haven't been listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit in your life. The Bible is very clear that if we are not listening to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, if we are not following the leading of the Holy Spirit, then it is called sin. Did you get that? You say, Pastor, I'm not breaking any commandments or any laws or doesn't matter. If you are not following the promptings of the Holy Spirit, then what's happening, my friends, is you are living according to your own will, your own promptings, your own, as Paul would put it, your own sinful nature. And this is sin. Anytime that you do not follow the Holy Spirit, this is called sin. Now, I'm told that the word sin is an archery term, an ancient archery term, which simply means missing the mark. Now, I don't know about you, but I don't want to miss my destination. Anybody with me on this? I don't want to miss the destination. I don't want to be traveling on this narrow road and then end up, find out that I've missed my destination because I have been living by my sinful nature and not by the leading and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. I'm going to tell you something, folks. This is one of the most common and the most difficult things that we all face as Christians. We want to follow our own inclinations. We want to follow our own ideas. We want to follow our own interpretation of the Scripture. We want to interpret the Scripture in a way that makes us feel good and doesn't make us feel bad. Those who are dominated by the sinful nature will think about sinful things. I can tell very easily if a person is walking on the narrow road or not, just listen to their conversation. Watch their attitude. In fact, don't look at their attitude. Look at your own. Listen to what's coming out of your mouth. And you'll learn really quickly whether or not you're being led by the Spirit or not, or whether you're being dominated by the sinful nature. 
What we want to do as believers is we want to let the Spirit of God literally control our minds. And the Bible tells us that that's the pathway to peace. I, uh, the very first time I ever used a GPS was in California. I was going uh, to a pastor's conference. I got off the airport, rented a vehicle, and uh, it was supposed to be a little cheap little, uh, uh, some kind of little Chevy, or a little Focus, I think, something, small little car. It's cheap, really cheap. I have to tell you that so you don't think I'm, I'm blowing money or anything like that. Anyways, here's the neat thing. I showed up, and the car that was supposed to be there waiting for me was not there. So the guy says, um, uh, i got this, uh, t- this little two-seater sports car. Do you want that? <laughs> oh, let me think about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, so I said, but you better give me a GPS because uh, I don't know my way around California. No. You can imagine the shock. I set my coordinates, ready to go. I'm driving along, and all of a sudden, this thing talks to me. And it's telling me where to go. Well, what a shock. I'm sitting there in my little two-seater all alone. All of a sudden, I've got company. <laughs> and it's telling me where to go. And it says, you've got to make an exit in, in one mile. And I thought, man, that's amazing. I couldn't even see an exit around, but I got an exit in one mile. And drive along, and suddenly I made my exit. And as soon as I got off the exit, it said, now take a left in 500 meters. And I thought, no, this is impossible. I kept going straight. And then all of a sudden I heard the, the words, recalculating. You know, you, you've, you've been there, right? Recalculating. And what it does, all those satellites in the, in the heavens look down at where I'm at, and it figures out where I am and what's the best way to get back on track again. Now listen to me, let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart, because that's exactly what the Holy Spirit will do with you when you cry out to him and ask for help. You can almost hear it in your heart, recalculating. I love the fact that Jesus has not come to condemn us, but to lead us and to guide us. And you make a misstep and you get off track and, you, and you're going where you shouldn't be going. The, the good news, my friends, is all you need to do is cry out to God and the Holy Spirit will help you get back, back on track. So there I am in my little sports car with my massive suitcase in the passenger seat. And I'm going into a neighborhood. I'm doing a U-turn, coming back out again. I'm driving along, and it's giving me instructions again. Uh, I think I must have made about five or six wrong turns, and finally I got the, the hang of this thing. You know what? This is the Christian life. You, you know what? You're going to have problems. It's going to be, you're not going to always get it right. And sometimes you're going to be on track and off track. And sometimes you're going to be taking detours. But the good news is this, is that if you will listen to the movements and the promptings of the Holy Spirit, he'll make sure that you get safely home. He'll make sure you get to heaven. But you've got to be led by the Holy Spirit. Are you open to the promptings of the Holy Spirit? There's a few things that you need to know about this struggle. And the first thing is this, is that the Holy Spirit will never lead you contrary to what his word says. Did you get that? He'll never lead you contrary to what his word says. 
He will always lead you to do what Jesus tells you to do. And that, by the way, is why so many of us struggle in our spiritual lives. Because the way of Christ goes contrary to our nature. And this is the struggle that you and I will face until we finally come to see Jesus face to face. Understand that. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and keep you going, working in tandem with his word. The second thing is this, is that the Holy Spirit will lead you contrary to your wrong interpretation of Scripture. And I've seen this so many times. People read the Bible and they think it says one thing, but it means another. And so they take that, they take that Bible and, and they take that verse and they say, God, here goes, I'm going to do what it says here. But the Holy Spirit's putting up all kinds of obstacles and stopping you dead in your tracks because you're going the wrong way. I'm going to tell you, I'm so happy that I've got the Holy Spirit leading me and that, that when I get it wrong, he will always get it right. And he'll make sure that I don't go off in the wrong path on the wrong trail. And I've seen Christians, you know, because they didn't get their way, they start rebuking the devil and casting the devil out and, and accusing the devil. And meanwhile, it's the Holy Spirit saying you're going the wrong way. It has nothing to do with the devil. Learn to submit and humble yourself to the, to the promptings and the leadings of the Holy Spirit. That's what God wants you to do. There's one other thing I've got to share with you in this struggle. Is that when you are dominated by the sinful nature, you are very self-centered. You are only thinking of yourself and what's best for you. Can I tell you this? Is that whenever you live for yourself, you become a very, very lonely and unhappy person. People dominated by the sinful nature are lonely and unhappy. Can I say it again, in case you didn't get it? People who are dominated by the sinful nature are lonely and unhappy. But those who are dominated by the Holy Spirit, they know happiness, they know peace in their heart, and they discover the joy of the Christian walk. Let me give you a few examples this morning. I'm driving along, actually just down Cecil, and I notice there's a lady, she's got a flat tire, she's standing beside her car holding the, the X tire wrench, everybody knows I'm talking about that, I want to talk about that, yeah, so she's looking at that tire wrench, looking at her tire, looking at the wrench, looking at her tire, looking at her wrench, looking at her tire, and I'm driving along, and I got I got a meeting I got to get to. I'm dressed up, and I'm dri- I'm driving by her, and all of a sudden I feel a prompting in my whole, in my in my spirit. It's the spirit, and the spirit of God says to me, not in an audible voice, but in a, a very clear and very real uh, impression. Alan, stop and help her. But Lord, and how many know that God very rarely changes his mind, if ever? In fact, the Bible says he never changes his mind. Stop. And I stopped and got out and I said, um, do you need help? That's a stupid question, isn't it? Do you need help? And oh, yes. 
So I, I'm now I'm down on my knees, getting gravel on my clothes, and 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 uh, she says, "I know who you are." I said, "Really?" She said, "Yeah, you're the pastor of that church, aren't you?" I said, "As a matter of fact, I am." And then she said, "I got to tell you something. It's because of your church that my daughter's life has changed forever." I want to say thank you for what you've done for my daughter. And I, I felt, there I am on my knees changing the tire, and I felt like, I just felt like crying. Wow, God, thank you. And then I felt prompting again in my spirit. And God, is, the Spirit is saying to me, Alan, invite her to church. So God, isn't that taking advantage of the situation? <laughs> It's not taking advantage of the situation at all. I've earned the right, haven't I? And I said to her, would you like to come to church on Sunday? Why don't you come and experience what your daughter experienced? And you know what she said? She said, I'll see you in church on Sunday. She came to, heart, to church and gave her heart to Jesus. Since then, that family has actually moved to another province. But, uh, look, this is where the fun of the journey comes in. It's not all drudgery. It's great joy. It's great excitement. I got up off my knees, got back in my car, and got off to my meeting. It's only a few minutes late. I said, thank you, Jesus, for the prompting of your Holy Spirit. Thank you for the privilege and the honor of being able to help somebody. Don't you just know that this is how God... Don't you think that God had something to do with that flat tire? He had to have something to do with that flat tire. You know, you and I would curse and say it was the devil, but God's, God's got another plan. It meant that woman gave her heart to Jesus. I could go on all morning and tell you story after story after story of how God has prompted me by his Spirit to do different things, to help different people. I'm going to tell you something. It's the greatest journey. It's the greatest ride on the earth. That's why I love that picture. Hands in the air. Let's go. It's a great journey. And it's a great destination. The question is this this morning. Are you enjoying the journey? Are you, are you experiencing the joy and the pleasure of being led by the Spirit to do what He wants you to do? I was traveling in an airplane not that long ago, and I said, Lord, I just need some time alone. I'm tired. I just want to be able to read my Bible, meditate a little bit, pray. How many know you should never say that to God? And I, I sit down, and someone comes, sits beside me, and, uh, and is very chatty. Now, if you know me, you know I'm not a really, really a chatty kind of guy. And uh, this person wants to talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. And we're not even in the air yet. <laughs> and then, and then uh, this, this lady says to me, and what do you do for a living? I'm a minister. Oh, a minister of what? She thought I worked in the government. I said, no, not that kind of a minister. I'm a pastor, the church. And then suddenly she just went quiet. And she said, you're not going to believe this. 
And under my breath, I'm thinking, oh, yes, I will, because I know the way God works. So she said, I, I'm not a Christian. I'm not a believer in anything. But I've been going through a hard time recently, and I said, God, if you're real and if you're out there, send somebody to me to show me the way. And I can tell you that I didn't get any rest or relaxation or meditation or quiet time. I got something far better. I had the opportunity to lead this lady to Jesus. This, this amazing journey you could just follow the leadings and the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Some of you remember back in February, we had Robert McLean here. He's responsible for the North. Again, felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit to be in touch with him and invite him to come. Just two days notice, I said, you've got to come to our church. you just got to come and share with, with us what's on your heart. And that was the beginning of a relationship, folks, where now, listen to this, now, our church is the catalyst and the driving force to establish a mission, the missionary work up north. And Robert, I just saw Robert on Thursday, uh, Thursday was it? And he said to me, Alan, for the first time, I feel hope about reaching the north. He said, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening to Jesus. At the end of October, our church will be hosting for the whole district a special fundraising banquet, which will be held at Emmanuel Pentecostal Church. We are going to be featuring the great work of the North. I said, God, thank you. Thank you for the privilege of being able to do this work and thank you God for the grace and the wisdom to follow your promptings now, can I tell you something you, you may be sitting here and saying pastor but you're paid to do that kind of stuff or as I like to say you're paid to be good and you are good for nothing right No, I'm not paid to be good. I'm not paid to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Following the promptings of the Holy Spirit is what it means to be a Christian. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. What a ride. What a thrill. You get to take that narrow road, which few find. You get to take that narrow road that leads to eternal life, and you get to experience a great ride along the way. Wow. Wow. Evangeline. Some of you were here last Sunday night, and you heard the, the letter that I read from Evangeline about how our church blessed her and helped her in ways that we cannot even imagine. And it began with a prompting of the Holy Spirit driving down Keniston and God saying, Alan, I want you to go to Chihuahua. Well, we went. And at the end of it all, I said, 
Evangeline, would you just write a little letter and tell us what our coming to Chihuahua meant to you? I read that letter last week, and somebody was here last week, heard that letter. And that's, this person wrote me a letter, and this is what she said. She said, I enjoyed tonight's presentation very much. By the way, I asked for permission to read this. I enjoyed tonight's presentation very much. I can see the light that's been placed in each one of you, the 29 of us that went to Africa. And I'm also changed by its warmth. The pictures tonight bring a clear understanding of the community there and the calling that you've shared with us. Nothing touched me more than Evangeline's letter. Thank you so much for reading it. I identify so clearly with the way she'd been feeling. The role that Cross Church has played in my life parallels the hope that you have restored in hers. You have, with the gift of friendship, breathed Christ's love into my heart, and it has changed me. It has been a great comfort. I've always struggled with belief, but having driven, uh, but having driven self-will to destruction, I have become willing, and you have shown me a living Christ. Because of your love, I've not feared entering into this body of Christ, and I want to say thank you for leading me to Jesus. If your Christianity has lost the excitement, you've lost your joy, you've lost the thrill, it's time for you to say, Come Holy Spirit, I need you. It's time for you to ask the Holy Spirit to lead you once again. It's time for you to give up your own way. It's time to stop being dominated by the sinful nature and allow the Spirit of God to control you. I'd like you to sing with me. Would you stand, please, as we close? Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. Come, sweet Spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and your power come in your own special way. Make it your prayer this morning. Open yourself up to being led by God in a new way and ask God to do something great for you today and this week. Let's sing it. Make that your prayer. Come. Sing that one more time with me, please. Come.